Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Not a school I liked very much, but St. George's used to have a war cry that said, Masi Kati Makadi. Maskati Maskara say at ZFM Sport on a Friday, getting your weekend off to a flyer, the flyer that it deserves. You're tuned into the right station and indeed the right show. It is ZFM Sport. The team is here Mike Madoda, Chris Meadzi, our producer Sean Tafirinika, and my name is Barry Manandi. On the home front today, Caption United President Farai Jere has said his players will fulfill their Castle Lager Premier Soccer League clash away to Highlanders on Sunday, despite boycotting training this week in protest over unpaid salaries and allowances. In international sports news, Australia captain James Slipper uh, says it is crucial for the Wallabies to put South Africa under, quote, early heat if they want to maintain their nine-year unbeaten streak against the world champions on home soil as two rivals clash in the rugby championship tomorrow. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from the United States, Belgium and England. King midfielder uh, Thomas Muller has welcomed the Champions League draw saying it's a nice draw as he sent a message to Robert Lewandowski after Barcelona and Bayern Munich were drawn together in the group stages. In the weekend's action there's an early clash between potential Serie A title contenders as Juventus host fellow Scudetto hopefuls Roma at the Allianz Stadium tomorrow night. And in the Premier League Liverpool must shake off defeat to Manchester United to kickstart the season when they go up against Bournemouth at Anfield. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, it's usually a fa- big, big game out in Ulawayo at Barberfield Stadium when Caps United visits uh, the uh, uh, the city of uh, Kings. Uh, but tomorrow, we don't know, or oh, on Sunday, we're not sure if Caps United will actually show up. There's uh, assurances that they will. Now, Caps United President Farai Jere has said his players will fulfill their Castle Lager Premier Soccer League clash away to Highlanders on Sunday, despite boycotting training this week in protest over unpaid salaries and allowances the green machine mired in cash flow problems have not paid their players for the past two months and the situation resulted in players failing to report for training since Tuesday demanding their dues. We understand that they did show up for training today in preparation for that game and uh, the uh, club CEO Charlie Jones Alois assures us uh, that they will be travelling to Rulayo tomorrow and will fulfil the fixture on Sunday which is pretty much what Lloyd Chitembwe has been asking his players to do since that boycott that that resulted in the late start of their game earlier in the season and said, if you want to boycott, boycott training, but fulfill the games. Yeah, uh, because uh, at the end of the day, it saved the club from suspensions and uh, all the other 
chaos that uh, that is not going to help the club it's on and it's not going to bring money to the players uh it's it's unfortunate that we the club finds itself in this uh predicament looking at the caps united brand that they are i don't know if the brand is still as good as it used to be but uh I don't know man. Uh this things, is this things, is things like this, this is the thing, third biggest club in the country and uh things like this bad. things like this and I'm I'm glad Alois talks about the brand uh, Chris because th- things like this don't help the brand equity of Caps yeah. United yeah. in the sense that uh no no corporates are going to be willing to jump onto uh uh the chaos essentially that seems to be projecting out of the the organization. Yeah and it's incredibly problematic cuz it becomes a chicken and egg then because you've got players who are not training yes they might fulfill the fixture but yep. this players who are not training are not going to play as well and likelihood is that downward spiral that we saw previously was as a Coming result back. of these same issues yeah. so now we have a situation where the team may not perform well and who wants to latch onto a brand that is not performing well you've got lots of statements coming out of the club yes fighting talk but you cannot not play pay players mm. for two months i think it's really important to think about players as people who are earning a living that's literally what they are doing there's nothing they can do with the brand equity of playing for caps united unfortunately they can't take that into a shop and increasingly barry i think the conversation has got to move away from the players uh, mm. we have talked about the players for yeah, far too yeah. long and we should be talking about those that are the helm of the football club for sure. uh, and that is Farai Jere and his cohorts and I'll call them cohorts because they have not behaved in a manner that is befitting uh, people who are heading up like I always say just a few minutes ago the third biggest country, uh, club in the country yeah. uh, they should be ashamed of themselves uh, the skullduggery behind the scenes the uh, fake uh, transfers that they have been uh, doing for the players the false promises that they're making to these players I mean a few months ago we were talking about about Dennis Dauda we're talking about Simba Chinani yeah. who's now at Simba Bora uh, Clive Augusto uh, Ronald Chitio Devon Chafa they were labeled as the bad boys they yeah. were uh, labeled as revolutionaries they were labeled as rebel rousers but now what excuses does the administration caps united have what excuses does farai jere have when everything and every finger now is pointing to him as the genesis of this problem i, I, I want to stay with you mike and ask about uh, the newly appointed i say newly appointed because he's only been the job a, a few months uh, ceo and that's he's Charlie, no longer newly appointed Barry. Yeah. charlie jones charlie jones uh, <laughs> has been in that job i think long enough to at least have made something and of having a dent. been there before uh, I, and I I think the concern for me uh, was even when the appointment was made, uh, we all sort of like uh, sat back and we thought, my goodness, you know what? Uh, Charlie is really bitten off a bit more than he can chew. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's turning out to be the fact because uh, he's really it very, I think, uh, uh, sorry to use this phrase, he's pissing against the wind. Uh, <laughs> and we know we, we know what happens when you do soiling that. Soiling your pants. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's now soiling his pants because yeah. of, of the situation, a situation that he didn't create. Yeah. Chris talked about the brand equity and the fact that you know what this club is generally unattractive right now to those that would seek to help from a personal level sure. or from a corporate level yeah. and that is the fight that is on Charlie Jones hands. The sad fact despite that you know what Gabasco is such a likable fella so wonderful is the fella. fact Love that yeah. Caps United has gone backwards under his watch. Yeah. They're exactly 
where they were when he took over, if not worse. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how badly they've fallen backwards because the results are hitherto have been actually quite good. They've been, they've been getting uh, decent results. I think in the last six games, uh, they've got three drill, draws, three wins, uh, which is a decent return. The question is, against Highlanders this weekend, can they pull it off, fellas? You know, this, this, this said part, you know, you know Farage has is, is come, is come a long way, mm. you know, with the club, you know, the sacrifices. You know, when he, when things were doing well, when he was doing well, things were clicking at Caps United. I, I kind of like feel sorry for him. Now, when th- things are down like this, people forget that he is not the only owner there. Then yeah. uh, all the daggers are directed at Farai. I think uh, both owners should take responsibility. Yeah. And people need to know that he is not the sole owner of the club. Mm-hmm. There is a co-owner at the club, Namato Tisani, and they are together in it. Yeah. You know, well, we, why, 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 isn't, why isn't Farai just sold? He clearly doesn't have the capacity uh, to to be running this club. So no, he he is not the co-owner. He's not the sole owner. What about yeah, the other owner? He, he's not the sole the, owner. The, but the, the sell, sell your stake. You've got a stake. It's but the other but the, the other guy should also sell his stake. Yes, that's fine. But yeah. uh, they, they they should both sell. Yeah, no, yes. What I'm saying is, we're hearing one name. No, no, no. Let's remember that there is always one name and one person who has always punted himself as an it almost as an attachment of Caps, of Caps United. So when the trouble comes, it yeah. comes along with the fact that your name is going to be attached. The same way when it's the good times, uh, your I name know, is going to be we, attached. But but do we also need to remind people you know, that uh, there is somebody else. There were also good times yes it's, it's like talking about the glazers yeah. people forget you know what yeah. conveniently they're man united i think won three or four titles under, under the glazers, the glazers yeah, yeah. man united won the champions league under the glazers yeah. but you know what we can't keep living in the past right now i think a big decision has got to be made between uh jerry and his partners yes. and his co-owners mm-hmm. at caps united as to yes. what direction is this club taking yeah. and what decisions do we need to make not just for caps united but in a way individual capacities right, yeah. what decisions can we make for the good of the club not for our egos yeah mm. perhaps yes. it is time to no, sell but yeah. ahead of that sale there's a football match to be played out in Mulai against a very good islander side and that's being uh, uh, commandeered or, or at least a captain and uh, run by a very good coach in jose brito now his assistant uh, coach that's joe lupatla was sent out uh, to the media and he had this to say ahead of the match we come up against Caps uh, United this week in the game where we are trying to improve our stand on sixth position because we are trying to push a little bit further but uh, we've been reading also on the, the human support was happening at Caps United but I just want to say to my boys that we must not treat much to what's happening there because Caps United is always the home debate, especially when they're going through these challenges. So if we think they're not training and we relax and think uh, it's going to be a walking path, then we are going to be a big challenge. See. Uh, the thoughts there of Joe Lupata, assistant coach uh, to Jose Brito out at Highlanders. And he talks about the fact that the Highlanders is not looking too, reading too much into the fact that they haven't trained, that they trouble, that no matter what, Caps United will always bring it and will play for pride. So Highlanders is preparing like the big game that rightfully this is. Yeah, of course, Barry. You know, they, it would be, it would be uh, very foolish of them to actually think that they can just walk because Caps United, uh, they were going to walk the game because Caps United they didn't try. It, it, it can't be like that. Remember, we have always said it. One week does not 
take away the fitness of the players. No, it and then once the players get onto the field, you know, sometimes you get into this outer ego, you get into some space, a different space altogether. You forget about the about the about the problems. Some players can do that. Once it's about seven players that can just click and say we yeah. want to play. It can be a different ball game altogether, and they will just play for their pride. And sometimes, you know, they know that you know this team the team is crumbling the only way to actually gain a different contract a new contract somewhere else mm. some of the players will want to actually impress to that very brito <laughs> to go to islanders <laughs> to, yeah. to go to islanders and so they'll perform uh, for caps united against highlanders highlanders who themselves are looking like a side that's on its in transition yes but on its way somewhere under the stewardship of jose baltimore uh, brito their coach of uh, portuguese descent but that's that's a big game Yes, uh, but there's also a big derby taking place tomorrow. It's the Platinum Derby. Now, FC Platinum boss Norman Mapeza has challenged his men to maintain their commitment levels as they plunge into the Platinum Derby against Ngezi Platinum Stars tomorrow. The match is at Baobab Stadium uh, tomorrow afternoon, kicking off at 3 p.m. Norman Mapeza says the team spirit ahead of the encounter has been encouraging. We're facing a difficult team, you know, and uh, they're coming from, uh, from two losses. And uh, definitely, it's not going to be easy for us. It's not going to be easy for us. But what is important there is, for, what is important for us is to to go there with the same mentality, you know, with the, with the same desire, with the same hunger. You know, go out there, show some 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 organization in terms of how we're going to to, to attack, in terms of how we're going to defend. You know, I think uh, uh, what would be important for us is, is like I said, is to go there with. with the same mentality we've been approaching all our our, our previous matches. See. Sure, and we know what that mentality is, don't we, uh, Chris? Uh, the mentality is don't allow the opposition to score a goal. <laughs> 11 games unbeaten now. They've only conceded one goal, and that's in their immediate last uh, league outing against Black Riders, and they only conceded one goal. So it's a very stoic defense. Yeah, it's, it's one team that you come up against in the Premier League and scoring against them. I think it's only Black Rhinos who have managed to score yeah. against them. That That's one goal in the last 11, 12 games, yeah. which is... Uh, a very interesting stat. We know our teams don't uh, score a lot of goals, but I think for FC Platinum, that's a very good indication that that defense is absolutely solid. Uh, it's a solid defense. They go to a venue, Mike, that uh, has a, a bit of a, uh, um, a, a a smallish pitch, but very heavy uh, in its output at Baobab. And so uh, the passing game, they'll need to start quickly, FC Platinum, and then settle into this game. Uh, Ngezi Platinum Stars, they have been faltering, uh, patchy results under Tekshua Chiragui, uh, so they'll want to prove their detractors wrong that they can still do do, do job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Ngezi Platinum Stars has been uh, up and down, uh, but FC Platinum missing uh, several very important players for them. Uh, Innocent Mucheneka, mm-hmm. uh, who of course has been scoring important goals. Uh, Nigel Makumbe is also out. Uh, yeah. Gifton Mbwete and Donald Teguru uh, will also miss this game uh, through injury. So they are taking to uh, Mondoro, something of a depleted squad, but they do have enough depth uh, at FC Platinum to uh, plug those holes. Uh, it's also not the first time that they're playing at the, the Bayerba Stadium. Yeah. So um, and we know Norman Mapeza for his meticulous preparation. Uh, he knows the surface. Uh, he's played on it several times. He's won there before. Indeed. Um, he's also lost there. Yeah. 
but I think against this particular Ngezi Platinum Star side that seems to lack a spine, that seems to be so brittle when it comes to confidence, uh, he'll be confident that whoever he uh, puts out in the run on 11 uh, for the champions will be able to do the job. It's an important fix to this one because um, if uh, FC Platinum get three points, I think it just puts paid to any chances uh, that the chasing pack uh, were having that FC Platinum are in something of a blip after they uh, drop points against Black Rhino. Black Rhino so yeah. uh, I think Norman will be going all out for victory knowing that you know what with each passing game mm. it becomes very difficult to chase him down even as he leads by what what is it five or six points yeah and uh, chase him down in the second half of the season is always a tough uh, thing to do uh, so let's see how that one plays out that's the big game tomorrow and then like we said on Sunday the big game is Highlanders hosting Caps United at Barberfield Stadium. The rest of the league program looks like the FC Kariba host Dynamos at Nyamunga Stadium in Kariba, while Black Rhinos take on Chicken Inn at Vengere uh, Stadium, which is Alois Bungira's favourite stadium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arani City take on Blaya Chiefs at the National Sports Stadium, while Blaya City entertain Yada at Barberfields. Uh, Wawa uh, take on Triangle at Ascot. Minika Diamonds will be taking on Cranbourne Bullets at Vengere and at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. It's Herentos who collide with Tenax. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Son of Utsim Netball News, Malawi secured their place at the Netball World Cup after beating Zimbabwe 62-41 to in a qualifier Africa semi-final this afternoon. The Gems still have a chance to qualify for the World Cup should they beat Zambia in the third place playoff tomorrow. Zambia lost to host South Africa 74-43 to in the second semi-final to set up the date against the Zimbabweans. Mike, not necessarily surprising uh, the loss against Malawi. Malawi still ranks significantly higher than we are. Um, and the sad thing is we could have secured qualification in this particular game but there's still a chance for the Gems. Yeah, I wouldn't call it sad uh, because uh, Malawi the better team uh, yep. so uh, I'm not surprised we lost to Malawi. Uh, I think it'll be sad if we don't beat Zambia yeah. uh, in the second bite of the cherry that we have. So we should just go all out uh, versus Zambia. If we play our best game I'm quite confident uh, that the Gems will be able to uh, prevail against Zambia. In cricket news Australia batsman Manus Labuschagne has said that the baggy greens will not be taking their opponents lightly when they kick off the new international season with a one-day international against Zimbabwe in Townsville this weekend. Sunday's match is the first of three against the Chevrons before the squad heads further north to face New Zealand in another three-match series in another tropical Queensland city, Cairns. Australia have lost only two of 27 ODIs against Zimbabwe. Finish off with some golf news. Zimbabwe's Scott Vincent will be seeking a first successful title defense of his professional career as he's competing in Japan Golf Tour Sansa KBC Augusta at Kea Golf Club in Fruit. Fukuoka this weekend, Vincent secured his maiden title exactly 12 months ago, winning by just a shot from Japan's Ryan Ishikawa. That breakthrough feat turned out to be a huge stepping stone for Vincent, as barely three weeks later, he swiftly added a second by capturing the ANA Open. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. 
All right, our international sports news is headlined by rugby, where Australia captain James Slipper says it is crucial for the Wallabies to put South Africa under, quote, early heat if they want to maintain their nine-year unbeaten streak against the world champions on home soil as two rivals clash in the, the rugby championship tomorrow. Getting off to a storming start has not been Australia's strong suit this season against England, then Argentina, where they have been cons- constantly chasing the game. Let's hear from Australia coach Dave Rennie, who says in addition to starting well, they also know what to expect from the Springboks. You know, they've um, got a massive pack of huge men. Uh, they're happy to play without the ball and, and back their defence. Uh, they've got some genuine gas out wide that can hurt you if you turn it over. And uh, So you've got to be prepared to stay in the fight against them. Um, yeah, oh, look, we, we certainly know what's coming. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to get in front of that. Um, yeah, bring a lot of physicality and, and we're going to have to kick smart. Yeah, you know, they're, they're happy to play without the ball and, and, and apply pressure through to defence. So, you know, we need to kick smart to potentially get kicks where they're less organised and, and opportunities for us to play off that. See. All right, so he's, he's talking about exactly what to expect from, from South Africa, um, uh, Mike. And in truth, we all agree with him. Um, it's the issue of the fast start that is required. Can they do it? Well, they're going to have to do it. Uh, we saw South Africa in the first game at Mobela versus the All Blacks. I think the All Blacks uh, pretty much were victims of the same thing, where they had a very slow start, and uh, South Africa just put them under the pump, uh, and the All Blacks couldn't recover in that game, and uh, in the end, they were comprehensively beaten. Uh, fast forward seven days later, at Ellis Park, exactly the opposite. The All Blacks, with the very quick uh, start, uh, got out of the blocks very quickly, very quickly yeah. put the Springboks under pressure bang 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 there were 15 nil up before the south africans knew it and from that point on uh, the springboks were always chasing the game what do we know about the springboks they are better defending a lead than they are chasing, chasing a game yeah. because the yes they've got um Guys like Lukadio Am, I think, who's a standout centre at the mm-hmm. moment. In fact, no matter where you play him in that back line, he's absolutely outstanding. Uh, you've got uh, Mapimpi, who's a, a fine finisher, but fine, a poor yeah. defender, I might add, as poor well. Defender, Very yeah. poor yeah. Uh, when he's defending, but he's a fine finisher. Uh, those two players, of course, give you something in that back line, but they don't really have that running game mm. that uh, scares the living daylights out of opponents. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think the Wallabies will be looking just to hold their own uh, in that first 30 or the 40 minutes of the first half and make sure that the, you know what when the game opens up in the second half uh, you know tired legs mm. weary minds mm. that perhaps their more expansive backline threat will actually yield dividends yeah and uh, apart from uh, the incentive of winning a, a game of rugby against world champions winning a rugby championship uh, encounter mm-hmm. there's also the added incentive for Australia to demonstrate their bounce back ability yeah. because that, uh, uh, that that loss to Argentina will be Writing. Yeah, significantly. I think when you're taking a look at the Argentina situation, there was a lot working against Australia at the time. You had several top players who pulled out, um, whether via injuries or for personal reasons. So when these players come back, I think it gives them more of a fighting chance. Um, Alan Alalotoa, um, back uh, hooker for Lao Fainga, are returning to the start as well. And also uh, winger Andrew Kellaway is back on the bench. Um, I think something that still might... Um, 
dent their threats, let me put it that way, is the fact that they're still without um, their very influential captain, Michael Hooper, who's away on mental health leave. So there's still someone experienced to take over the duties, James Slipper. But I think in terms of leadership, Michael Hooper's still going to be a bit missed, especially in this encounter. Yeah, he's, he's certainly a big misser for Australia, but we can sort of understand why he's missing this encounter. They take on the Springboks of South Africa, the world champions in South Africa. Captain Sia Colisi uh, says the Springboks are looking forward to getting a win in Australia for the first time in nine years. We were excited as a team and we looked at where we went wrong last year. We didn't want to look uh, go as far as the other games, you know, and we prepared, we watched the games against um, Argentina, they played and obviously England too. And yeah, um, we feel like we prepared really well for this week and we know what we need to sort out um, from, from, from our side as a team and we know what they're going to bring as well, which yeah, um, but it's always going to be hard. They're playing at home, they're always tough. I'm here at home for us, um, but hopefully tomorrow it's a different result for us. Z. Likely, go strong up front, boot, and then hope that the speed on the wings de- delivers the result to Springboks. Likely will be the approach, won't it, Mike? Yeah, that's going to be the, the approach. Uh, and we also know that they've got that bench, which they bring on uh, the bomb uh, squad, just yeah. to give them that second wind in the last uh, 25, 20 minutes of the game. Uh, but uh, we heard from the Australians uh, early on. Uh, Rennie knows what's coming from the South Africans. In fact, everyone pretty knows uh, knows pretty much what's, what's coming when you play South Africa. Yeah. It's just about how you're able to counter it and how you're able to react to it. Uh, the kicking game from South Africa is going to be a prominent feature but what do we know about Australia? The Australians' ball skills especially in the air are second to none second to in none. world rugby. Why? Because of that upbringing they have playing Aussie rules football yep. and so forth. So they're very good under the high ball and that is why they've chosen Reese Hodge well. mm. uh, to play at fullback as well because not only is he good under the high ball, he's got a monster boot mm. so they'll be looking of course uh, to uh, counter punch as it were with the boot. Mm. They are also very good when it's kicking why again? Because of Australian rules football, <laughs> exactly. which is essentially a kicking and catching game. And a lot of these Australian rugby players are multi-coat players. When they're in primary school, high school, they are playing rugby and they're also mm. playing Aussie rules football. So they develop these phenomenal skills when it comes to kicking and catching. So I think South Africa will have to kick cleverly yes. against the Australians because the, 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 they could turn turn them around yeah. uh, and in pretty dangerous areas as well. In dangerous areas, playing at home, of course, like Sia uh, Khalisi said, uh, they are certainly a dangerous outfit. The last time the Springboks won against the Wallabies in Australia was a 38-12 victory in Brisbane nine years ago. And get this, four players on tour in this time uh, featured in that game. Eben Etzebeth, Skipper Sia Khalisi, Dwayne Vermeulen and Vili LaRue. The game is tomorrow and uh, uh, South Africa will want to get their tour off to a flyer. Now another rugby championship encounter, Argentina has set their sights on a historic first win over the All Blacks on New Zealand soil tomorrow as they're riding high atop of the standing. Let's see if that happens. Hi, this is Zinzan Brook, All Black number 883 and you're listening to ZFM Stereo Sports. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news.
We're here off in the United States where Scotty Scheffler bolstered his hopes of the FedEx Cup victory by extending his lead at the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Scheffler began the PGA Tour season finale on 10 under with a two-stroke advantage over his closest challenger, only to pull further clear of the 29-man field by mixing an eagle and four, four birdies with a lone bogey to post a 5-under 65. Round two of the Tour Championship in Georgia tees off this evening. Let's head over to Belgium where Red Bull driver Max Verstappen has said he was feeling well rested and ready to race after the Formula One European summer break ahead of the weekend's Belgian Grand Prix at the legendary Spa French... Francofchamps track. Verstappen currently enjoys an 80-point lead over second-place Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc with nine races remaining in the season. The Dutch driver was victorious at the 2021 red-dredged Belgian race and will be hoping to claim another win this season. Mike, you're a Max fan. Yeah, uh, just Ferrari take... fan first. Everyone forgets that. No one knows that, Michael. Uh, you're uh, Max's uh, fan. I, I love Max Verstappen <laughs> for disrupting uh, the race of Mercedes. That's what I love him for. And taking a look at this particular race, um, he's got some good chances. He's got a good vehicle, very aggressive driver, but he will be starting um, with a grid penalty. Do you still think that for him in this particular race in Belgium, he can still do it? Yeah, well, I think the comfort of knowing that he's got an 80-point lead means that uh, he can take some of these penalties now without any major impact uh, on what the title uh, race is going to look like. Uh, So uh, it's a great place to be. He's earned that 80-point lead, and so uh, they can tinker around with the car uh, and get these penalties, and it's not going to change much as far as the destiny of the championship is concerned, I think. And in England, where we touch down, the hosts are building up a sizable lead over South Africa on day two of the second test at Old Trafford. South Africa putting up 151, and England declared 415. That means England leads by 264 runs. Touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Uh, Twitter and Facebook at ZFM Sport. WhatsApp 0731 Good evening to Captain John Kambarami in Glenora. Captain, I mean, is this uh, social football? Uh, were you in the army? You're going to tell us where this captain comes from. He's the Rogusipa. He says, Good evening, guys. Caps must be sold time. Ichiripo. Alois, are you part of the sell now? Or the consortium that's buying? <laughs> or is? Would you urge? Is that, would, you, would that be your advice? You know what, Alois, uh, it comes down to you. What would be your advice right now to the uh, owners of Caps United? With the current situation, I think uh, it's better to sell. You know, but uh, deep down, I feel I still have this uh, this uh, soft spot uh, for Farai. That you know what? I think if if he was the majority shareholder in this whole thing, I think the ship was going to be a little bit steadier than it is because I. Uh, what would he do different? Huh? What would he do different if he had sole ownership? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, to bring in other people uh, that uh, that uh, that could actually uh, come to the rescue, you know, when when you are two, it becomes a, it becomes a problem because if you want to come in, then you become three, mm. and then it's it's a bigger problem, you know. Uh, it, it, if it was a sole owner, 
I think it was easier to bring in a partner who can come and say, you know what, I'm coming and I want to be majority shareholder. But you can't come in and invest when you have maybe like 20% and mm. you put in your money in a team that is going down and you put in your money and your money is now being the one that is, it's, 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 it's tricky like is, that. Is, is it that. So though, I think they, they should just sell. Is it that though part of the problem, Barry, uh, the, the mentality that we have maybe here in Zimbabwe? Because we see it in Europe where clubs have got uh, shareholders who, of course, have got different stakes in the club and yet are able to function effectively yeah i think it's uh the the, the ownership structure i think we we've, we've come from a place i think we're still we've got the backlog of uh, the 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 community clubs uh, whereby uh, there's one figurehead and all, all sorts and and, and uh, that's okay it has its place but i think that in an organization there can be many shareholders okay yeah but what it is is understanding what the corporate structure around that the board uh, that provides oversight over the executive if that is if that is clear then the shareholders shouldn't be a problem it's it the shareholders come in when they need to put capital into yeah, the but business but even yeah, in, different in, now even in the case of the community clubs how do barcelona and real madrid do it they're community clubs yeah they're not owned by anyone it's but they're able we, to function effectively we don't consider our football clubs money-making entities yeah. that's simply what it comes down to these are pride pieces for men who have i don't know always wanted to have a football club or feel that it's the perfect thing for i don't know bar talk but we don't consider them to be actual commercial businesses. entities yes. and businesses and that's exactly where the problem starts where shareholders cannot agree on something when the ultimate purpose is profit. A Man United uh, has come into the fray here. Master Bex in skies sending his uh, predictions high. Uh, he says Borsa 3, Caps United 0, Juventus 2, Roma 0, Liverpool 1 all draw with Bournemouth hey. and Southampton <laughs> to beat South, uh, Man United 1-0. That is Master Bex. Uh, and uh, very, free kick. <laughs> yeah, Munya in Budas uh, says Man United to win 2-1 uh, in that game versus Southampton which gets action underway tomorrow afternoon. That's the lunchtime kickoff uh, in uh, uh, in England. Uh, Messenger, Anzi, can you please end the argument between my dad and I? Who's the greatest <laughs> cricketer to come out of Zimbabwe, Andy Flower or Dave Houghton? Andy Flower. Andy Flower. Don't the numbers speak Andy, for themselves? Uh, Andy Flower. For me. Nah, it's, it's close. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's close. But uh, Andy Flower, I think, primarily because he got to world number one. World number one. Okay. Uh, world yeah, number he, one better in the... Yeah, he, so, yeah. He, no, he, he was, was phenomenal. I think Dave Houghton, legendary status. He sort of like uh, did the heavy lifting when Zimbabwe was an associate nation, then led the transition test, into yeah. test cricket, the first test captain, captain for Zimbabwe, yeah. ETC. In many ways, a mentor to the likes of... Uh, Andy Flower. So yes. his place in Zimbabwe cricket will always be there. I yeah. mean, he's a Hall of Famer, undoubtedly. But uh, as our finest ever cricketer, uh, I think Andy, uh, Andy Flower. Andy Flower. By, yeah, I don't think he's uh, so who's supporting who? Tell us who's supporting who. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 Andy Flower. <laughs> <laughs> as good evening, ZFM Sports Team. Enjoying the show. Success out in Graceton Park. Uh, and then we'll read one more message here. As Farajire, please let the team go to the people with the heart and finances. Give it back to Caps Holdings. Well, Barry, uh, Caps Holdings, are they in I, financial nah. health? No, I, I, there's a lot of shareholder issues at Caps Holdings, yeah. so you might create more problems than solutions that way. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. 
the draw was on last night, yesterday evening, for the UEFA Champions League, the premier club competition in the world. And Bayern Munich attacking midfielder Thomas Muller has welcomed the draw, saying it's a nice one, as he sent a message to Robert Lewandowski after Barcelona and Bayern Munich were drawn together in the group stages. The two clubs are in Group C, along with Inter and Victoria Pilsen, which means Lewandowski is set to for a reunion with his former team, and Muller is really looking forward to seeing Mr. Lewandowski again. What a nice draw for all football fans. Mr. Lewandowski, see you soon in Munich. Ich freue mich drauf. Uh, let's go, let's rock the Champions League season. Auf geht's Bayern. And now football pundit Alejandro Moreno says uh, Robert Lewandowski will be relishing the chance to score against the Bavarians. The rhetoric around Bayern Munich in the beginning of this season in Bundesliga is they've played three games, they score 15 goals, who needs Lewandowski? We didn't need Lewandowski. Now we have more flexibility. Now everybody can score. Now everybody can really play up to their potential because they have more responsibility and you're not just focusing on the one guy. That's what Bayern Munich are saying about themselves. And the, when you think of that, and if you're Lewandowski, you're like, okay, all right. It's one thing that you want to say that you can spread the, the wealth around, if you will, and, and more guys are going to get opportunity to score. But don't suggest that you're better off not having me on the field. <laughs> don't suggest that 40 goals walking out the door is a good thing because now other players can step up into a different position and score goals. I think there's a motivation there for Lewandowski to go back to Munich and do something special against Bayern Munich. Uh, no doubt uh, the motivation will be there on uh, both sides, uh, Chris. Uh, there'll be uh, motivation for Lewandowski to score against his former side, but mm-hmm. also Bayern Munich as well, uh, to show Lewandowski that we are still Bayern Munich. And uh, that's, I think, the, the primary motivation for Bayern is to prove that when they did say, you know what, it's okay for him to leave, that everything is still under control. I think for him, still a point of pride for him to be able to score against Bayern. Munich having scored for Bayern Munich I think he's going to want to score more than a f- like at least a few goals in this particular in, in uh, the both the away and uh, return days. Uh, Alois uh, it'll be a different Barcelona though uh, yes. this is a Barcelona side that's uh, on the rise a Barcelona side that's improving uh, so Barcelona I think unlike previous seasons this time I think they'll be less daunted uh, with the prospect of playing Bayern Munich. Yeah, I think uh, they are a lot stronger and uh, with Lewandowski watching, I think they are even stronger now and uh, I think they should actually be scared of, uh, of Lewandowski because he is a, a serious threat and he has given Barcelona a different dimension altogether and he is scoring goals as well for, for, for Barcelona. So I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, the fact that we didn't need you, it means that they needed him. Yeah, absolutely. Let's run through the full draw for you. Group A will see Ajax of Amsterdam, the Dutch side, take on Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers out of Scotland. In Group B, you'll find FC Porto, Atletico Madrid, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, and Club Brugge. In Group C, like we were talking about, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, also in the that particular group and Victoria Pilsen. Group D will see Eintracht Frankfurt, Tottenham Hotspur, Sporting Club of Portugal and Orlando.
Olympic Marseille. None of the big hitters in this particular group, Alois, but it's evenly matched, I think, these teams. And uh, we talk about Group C being the group of death, but Group D is going to be very difficult to get out of. Yeah, it's quite interesting because, like you say, that they're evenly matched. And I think for football, you know, for football fans, it's actually the best group to watch because you don't really know what is going to happen where, home and away. You know, it's very unpredictable and I'm sure that probably is the group that is going to finish with the number one with the least number of points. Group D, Group Regida. <laughs> <laughs> group E has got AC Milan, Chelsea, RB uh, Salzburg, Red Bull Salzburg and Dinamo Zagreb. In Group F, we've got Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk and Celtic FC. Uh, group G has got Manchester City, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund and FC Copenhagen. And in Group H, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Benfica and Maccabi Haifa. The Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go. Oh, it's goals! Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma double their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli two in two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful, the best of Italian football on Z. A potential title contenders, uh, Juventus host, uh, fellow Scudetta hopefuls, Roma at the Allianz Stadium tomorrow night. The teams convene in Turin with the visitors having gathered maximum points so far while Juve followed a victory on the opening day with a dire draw last time out versus uh, Sampdoria. Barry, the girlfriend of Italy. Uh, <laughs> la signora Vecchia. Yeah, la, la, la signora data. Uh, well, Mourinho fancies a dance with her and this could be a very a very interesting game this one because it's a Roma high on confidence yeah. and it's a Juventus side that's brought in several new players still trying to find their feet yeah 100% and also it's a Roma side that's got a lot of energy now we've seen that in the games that they've played uh, it's a Roma side that's not playing like your classic uh, Jose Mourinho side they're playing on the front foot uh, so it'll be interesting to see but as you quite rightly point out uh, with those new signings including the one they signed uh, in the January window I think it was Juventus Juventus, uh, Dusan Vlaovic up front. Uh, it's a Juventus side that's got a lot of skill and talent. It's a question of how quickly it can gel. Right, there is rest of your Serie A weekend fixtures. Monza versus Udinese. Lazio takes on Internationale. That game is on tonight. It's actually being played in Istanbul, Turkey. Cremonese versus Torino. Milan takes on Bologna. Sassuolo is up away at Spezia with Sampdoria visiting Salernitana. Verona will entertain Atalanta whilst Fiorentina play Napoli, Lecce versus Empoli, and of course that big game, Juve versus Roma. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back of De Bruyne. He made that look easy, and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport.
Liverpool must shake off defeat to Manchester United to kickstart the season against Bournemouth. The Reds have endured the worst start to a season in a decade and such is the competitive nature of the Premier League that critics are suggesting the Reds' title hopes are in doubt after just three matches. This year from Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp. That's the United game. It's gone done and dusted if you want and um, now we have a you know, different game it's the situation it's not the situation we wanted to have but actually I am um, I like it as well it's a challenge um, the, the thing it's not the start you want um, and so you have to fight back and um, I'm really happy that we have the opportunity to play at home now um, twice um, especially now on Saturday and we, under, we understand the situation. I have a, good, a sense that our people understand the situation as well. And so I, I can't wait to create a, a, a special atmosphere and feel together. Um, team and crowd, um, yeah, to make things happen. Well, the situation in Liverpool right now is that uh, there's a lengthy injury list. Nabi Keita, Thiago Alcantara, Diogo Jota, Joao Matip, Ibrahim Konate. They are all key players that are missing for Klopp. But, Alois, they've got to start winning, and they've got to start winning now, especially against a Bournemouth side that has been put away quite comfortably uh, in the matches that they've played so far. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good game for them to actually get back to winning ways. At Anfield uh, as well? Yes, because it's a Bournemouth that is not uh, giving a lot of resistance, uh, you know, and I don't see them uh, giving Liverpool a lot of resistance. Never mind that they've got a lot of injuries, but I still think that Liverpool are still good enough uh, to beat Bournemouth. Convincingly, that is at, at Anfield. So it's a game. I don't know. If I can I can afford to be complacent as a fan, but themselves as players, as Liverpool, they cannot. They can just go in there and and go out there to win the game. But uh, for some of us watching from outside, it's like a sure win for Liverpool. It's a sure win for Liverpool. I hope it is. We are complacent. <laughs> 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 we, we, we're going to put Bournemouth to the sword. Uh, in the rest of your fixtures, Southampton versus Manchester United, Nottingham Forest versus Tottenham, Wolves versus Newcastle, Aston Villa versus West Ham, Arsenal versus Fulham in a London derby. City will entertain Crystal Palace at the Etihad, whilst Chelsea takes on Leicester. Brighton versus Leeds and Brentford versus Everton. Let's go to Spain, where Real Madrid striker Karim Benzema was named UEFA Player of the Year, and Carlo Ancelotti took the coaching honours after they led the club to a record extending 14th Champions League title last season. No surprises there, Barry. No surprises at all. When I saw the shortlist on both categories, it was pretty obvious who was going to who was going to take it. Uh, and the UEFA competition considers quite heavily uh, your performance in the Champions League and the fact that they won it in the manner that they won it. I think it was obvious that those two would uh, walk away with the gongs. Well, Benzema scored an astonishing 44 goals in 46 games for Real last season, including 27 in La Liga as he ended the campaign as the top scorer in Spain's top flight by a distance. You know, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm not going to say, but I'm amazed <laughs> at, at how some of these tallies are now called Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> guys, guys uh, Ronaldo and Messi used to hit heavy 55. highs. Guys, yeah. 50 goals. Yeah. Messi once scored 92, 92 goals, goals, guys, in a single, in a single season. season. And, and now we're calling... 
44. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, but also those people are almost superhuman. I think Messi and Ronaldo sit in a category of their own, truly speaking. But, but, and it's uh, evident how, how right now. How about Suarez as well? Is, is that we, we hated him? We didn't like him as well? Yeah, because he, 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 was, he was close. He was yeah. close by. Yeah, he was not. He actually won the, the golden boot in yeah. that era when those two players yes. were yeah. at their peak. But, the peak. Uh, uh, congratulations to him. I think he's odds on favorite. Chris, you've got to say to win the Ballon d'Or, uh, Karim Benzema. Yeah, 100%. Karim Benzema, I think, showed up in a way last season consistently. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but 44 games across, 44 goals across 46 Amazing. games. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, your big fixtures are out uh, in Spain this week in Barcelona versus Real Valladolid. That's at the Camp New. And then uh, Real Madrid will be in the city of Barcelona. They'll be taking on Espanyol. Over to Germany, your key fixtures. Bayer Leverkusen away to Mainz. Whilst Hertha Berlin welcome Borussia Dortmund to the capital. Leipzig takes on Wolfsburg. Uh, if you're looking for Bayern Munich, they entertain Borussia Mönchengladbach. That game will be played at the Allianz Arena in Munich. In France, Messi and Co. will be taking on Monaco in the glam tie of the league and fixtures this weekend. Indeed. And uh, we'll catch you on Monday to review all of those games and so much more. So have a fantastic weekend, Zimbabwe. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. Yep. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.